What's happening? Welcome to Friday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Well, we were set to have Katie Couric on today. How many times, Scuba Steve, has Katie Couric canceled on the show? Uh, I would say about three to four times. So she keeps lining up an interview and then canceling. She has a book that came out this week, so she canceled again. <laughs> so what I would say is let's do the interview, mm-hmm. and Lunchbox, you will be Katie Couric. Oh, okay. Because I, I prepared Ooh. an interview, and I have some imaging here that goes, Katie Couric. So let's just, uh, here's Lunchbox as Katie Couric. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Katie Couric. Katie, it's such an honor to have you here. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I, I really love your show. I'm Bobby. I'm just, I mean, congratulations on winning Dancing with the Stars and getting married. Oh, wow. thanks, Katie. I yeah. know a lot. What's your book called? Uh, it's called Katie Couric. I unair the dirty secrets of my career. That's not what it's called, but I'll take it. Katie comes clean. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt well, it. Also not what it's called. What? What is it really called? I, I, uh, it's called uh, Going There. Oh, yeah, Going There. came out this week. Um, who Of all the people in your book, like, who was your favorite to write about? Uh, I really enjoyed uh, President Clinton. And, uh, uh, well, yeah. okay, why? I mean, he was just a really good guy to me, and uh, <laughs> I, I had some run-ins with um, Obama. He was good. Uh, Serena Williams was one of my favorites. And also, you know, the um, president of Turkey. We really well, What's struck- his name? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> okay, I'm, we'll move on from um, that one. <laughs> so... What about Matt Lauer? Talk about that for a second. You know, he was fired after allegations of sexual misconduct. Yes. You you really had that on there to ask her? Yeah, I said, you write about your relationship with former Today Show co-anchor Matt Lauer, who was fired after allegations. I don't don't mind answering it, guys. I I don't mind answering it. Listen, I write about it in my book that, yes, people had brought things up to me, but I had ignored it. Like, I I had brushed it under the rug like it wasn't a big deal because it was such a good working relationship and we had a good, Mm. you know, interaction. So I just thought, okay, those people, they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, One final question for you, Ms. Couric. I should have listened to those people, though. Um, I read online that you're a huge fan of Sex and the City. Who's your favorite character? Oh, I like uh, Roseanne. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's not, that's not her name. Roseanne is not her name. Uh, she goes by Roseanne sometimes on Halloween, but her, her name is uh, her <laughs> name is about? what is her name? Uh, Amanda. Am- is there Amanda? No, no, no. Uh, Miranda. There you go. Is there yeah, Miranda. Like Miranda. Yeah, Miranda. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Miranda's my favorite. The way she just talks and the way she drinks her Cosmopolitans and she walks around the city in New York and she. Ah, Cynthia too. I like Cynthia. Well, Cynthia Nixon's the actress. Yeah, okay. She plays yeah, she's not her. Yeah, yeah. That character. Um, well, as we go, the name of your book again, so people can go get it. Ah, uh, the secrets under the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what. It's no, no, it, it started. That's not what it's called. No, op- out in the open. That's not what it's, it's called. called. Open dirt. Oh, open. Going there. Where can we find your book? Uh, you can find it at Barnes and Noble, <laughs> at uh, and any Noble. bookstore. You know, uh, Walden Books at the airport. No, oh, that's yeah. not there anymore. No way. <laughs> yeah, the bookstore at the airport. It's always there. You not fly, sir? I don't know who you are, but <laughs> all right, there all- he is. There she is, Katie Couric. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Good luck with your book. Please Katie buy the Couric. book. It is time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Bones. I've been listening to you talk about how Caitlin will tell you when you stink or you need to wash your feet before bed. My boyfriend is in the fire academy and he comes home every day smelling like fire and sweat. I took a page out of Caitlin's book and sweetly told him, hey, you stink. You need to shower before bed. Well, he took it personally. How did you get to a point with Caitlin where she can give you feedback and you don't take it personally? What advice would you give me on how to get my boyfriend to clean his feet? Thank you in advance. Mystery Fire Academy girlfriend. Well, he's just going to take it personally until he doesn't anymore. She never coddled me and said, hey, boo-boo, 
You do stinky pinky. He goes, you stink. <laughs> Take a shower. <laughs> okay. And so the, at first I was like, what do you mean I stink? But about the third time I just go, well, I've done this a few times. I don't take it personally anymore. Yeah, and also I feel like he should know after a day at Fire Academy. Sometimes you don't smell it anymore because it is You're used you. to it. But but yeah, I know, but you know you've been sweating and with fire all day. So like don't you want to shower for yourself? Well, maybe he doesn't. Okay. Uh, yeah, Just clearly. maybe he doesn't. And mm. also, I think my deodorant stinks. Oh, I think it's I have a you? bad deodorant and it's not my armpits. <laughs> Why do? You, why because is that? it just doesn't do a very good job. I've never smelled the bad deodorant though. Yeah, like, but I got a weird one. But are you using feet, natural? No, no, geez, no. Natural, I can give you a na- recipe. Na- no, I don't need a recipe. I'm not trying to Betty Crocker myself up some underarms. I doing make speed my stick? own. It's great. Uh, the kind I have two kinds now, and they both are kind of bad. Okay. okay. <laughs> that being said, the feet thing is a situation where I walk around barefoot. I even walk around in the backyard with a dog, and then I would just get in the bed, and she would go, "You cannot get in the bed with dirty feet." And at the time, I was very offended. I was oh. like, why not? It's my bed. This is my half. You said that? Yeah, it's my half of the bed. Okay. What does it matter if my feet are dirty and my half of the bed? And then she's like, well, your feet touch me. And I'm like, that's a good point. <laughs> I also just shouldn't be getting in the bed with dirty feet. So yeah. I've been trained to clean my feet now, which I should have been trained many, many years ago. It just doesn't come naturally to you. I've been single for 40 years. Here's what I would say. Don't worry about him taking it personally. If you do it enough times, he won't take it personally anymore. He'll just do it or he'll just take care of it and you never have to tell him again. Mm-hmm. I am almost never told I need to clean my feet. Sometimes she'll smell my armpit and go, "You need this is bad. <laughs> She's like, you smell like a, you know, B.O. meets speed stick or whatever the case is. Trying to cover it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I do that too. She'll be like, it stinks. I'll just go put on more deodorant. <laughs> not She's good. Like, no, She's like, no. Not mm-hmm. It's like putting hat on a pile of poop. You know, you still... Uh, don't worry about him. Just tell him the truth. He'll eventually become desensitized to the fact that his feelings are hurt, but he will be clean. His feet will be clean. But I have a towel that I clean before I get in the bed every night. I have a little damp towel that I've used from the shower. Run my feet over it. Wipe my feet down. Well, that works. Get in the bed. Everybody wins. Mystery Fire Academy girlfriend, just tell him like it is. That's my advice. And play this segment back for him. Because I'm told <laughs> like it is, and now I'm finally okay with yeah. it. Yeah. Okay? There you go. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Fun Fact Friday. One of the most beloved segments on our show. Amy finds the most fun facts of the week. She curates them for you. It's Fun Fact Friday. Number five. It's just a reminder to try to get sleep. Staying awake for 18 hours has the same effect on your brain as drinking two to three beers. I never had a few beers. Well, but you've had 18-hour days. Yeah, but they suck, and I don't like that. <laughs> I thought two to three beers was good. Yeah, beer, the, the two or three beers doesn't suck. Yeah, 18 time. hours up with no sleep, that stinks. <laughs> but that's what it does to your brain chemically, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's just a reminder, too, if you haven't had rest, like, should you be driving? What other decisions do you need to be making? Stuff like that. Number four. Biggie, Jay-Z, Busta Rhymes, and DMX all went to the same high school at the same time. Whoa. Wow. No. Yeah. How crazy is that? In New York? I wonder if one of them made it and then because they were all knew each other, that helps the other people make it. Who would be the oldest there, Bones? Biggie? I feel like. Or Busta? DMX. I don't think Busta. Not Busta? No, probably Biggie or Tupac. Okay. I mean, they were slightly ahead, at least in the hip hop game, but that, that had to be in New York, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't say on the story? No. It's not really a story, it's just a fun fact. Where'd they go? In Brooklyn, New York. That's awesome. There you go. All right, next. Number three. 
So mac and cheese, Kraft mac and cheese, that is, came out in 1937. It was during the Great Depression. And it was an instant hit because it could serve a family of four for 19 cents. That's awesome. And still can. Yeah, Yeah. sure. Not that cheap. I made it for my kids just the other day. Number two. Speaking of money, Michael Jordan still earns approximately $150 million a year just from his Nike endorsement. Wow. What? And he has an entire brand on Nike now, Air Jordan, which is different than Nike, but still makes a ton of money off of that. On. That's five times more than any other NBA star. I mean, he's rolling in money, retired. Oh. Just chilling. And he's got mail. It's not even mailbox money. That's like post office. He has a whole <laughs> post office that comes in. Number one. David Letterman created a scholarship for the average C student, as he identified as one himself. He acknowledges that it's not just about grades and that some students are exceptional in other ways. I believe that's at Ball State, where he went to school. And so, but that's, you know, I have a scholarship at my high school that I give out to a few different kids. It started as one, and now I give it out to a few different kids every year, but it's about who gets to class on time. That has a unique name, doesn't it? It's, like, yeah, it's called the Don't Be Skipping Class Scholarship. <laughs> that's right. Yep. So, you know, I, that's just how important it is to actually just show up. Like, that's that, that's a big part of life, just showing up and being there on time. So I always thought that was pretty cool. And that probably in some way inspired me to do it, too. Now that I think back about it, that's a pretty cool story. Fun Fact Friday. Bobby Bonechamp. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Maddie and Tay released a new song called Madness. Everybody goes in. Owen, Ronnie Dunn, and Jake Worthington released a collaboration that will be on Hicks Tape Volume 2. The song is called Jonesin. New albums out today, Mitchell Timpenny's holiday project called Naughty List, Shy Carter's EP called The Rest of Us, and Morgan Evans' EP called The Country and the Coast, Side A. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So Elizabeth Obergon is a nurse at an Idaho hospital, and she has cervical cancer. Well, she had it in the past. Then she got pregnant. She was finally able to have a baby, which doctors told her that was never going to happen. So that's amazing. But now that she's had a kid, and that's the only thing she ever wanted, doctors are like, all right, we think it's time you get the hysterectomy. But again, she's a full-time nurse, a single mom, and she said she can't take time off of work. So staff that she works with at the hospital, they donated their paid time off hours so that she can have the surgery and have time off to recover and then get back to work. That's pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah. I know. Can we do that? Can we pull all of our vacation for somebody on the show? I think so. Like, Like, let's say... (laughs) Ray wanted three months off. Yeah. Needed. Needed three needed. months. Well, <laughs> not wanted. Could we take all of ours and just let him have like a whole quarter a year off? That would be nice of us. And do we spread that around for years? Like huh. every year somebody gets like four months off. Oh, I like oh, that. Like Man. consecutive? Yeah. That would be oh. awesome, huh? Yeah, but except for like Ray, we need Ray. <laughs> for 
Like, well, we'll take Ray out of it then. The <laughs> <laughs> That's an awesome story. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. I will give you a quote from a famous movie. Yeah, just name the movie. Ooh. Halloween's on Sunday. How do you feel about with the kids? And you have young kids. Mm-hmm. Halloween being on Sunday. It's all right. Yeah? That's all right. And then it gives us a reason to end early. We're like, guys, we got school in the morning. Let's wrap it up. What Go. about you, Amy? Your kid's a little older. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's fine. But the problem is it's Sunday. Then you roll into Halloween being a weekday for seven more years. And then finally, I mean, Saturday is <laughs> the sweet spot, Friday or Saturday. But I mean, it's fine. You're looking at the future. Yeah, I like that, Amy. Uh, but in seven ahead. more years, your daughter's out of the house anyway. She's <laughs> oh, 21 she's already, years old. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she already, she's 14 now. She already has no plans to trick or treat. She does not have time for that. She wants to watch a scary movie and pass candy out. I'll play you a quote from a scary movie. You name the movie. I'll say it first and then I'll play it. Are you going to say it like the character? Yeah, I'll try, okay. but I don't know that I know all of them. Okay. Uh, you guys write your answer down. Elimination style. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? You didn't do that good of a job on that one. Okay, here's the clip. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? What do you mean I didn't do a good job? I pretty much nailed that. You say it like a man. You got to say it like a little little kid. That's fine. Lunchbox, what do you have? Child's play. Eddie? Child's play. Amy? Child's play. Correct. The next one. I see dead people. I see dead people. I see dead people. That's good. Oh my gosh, why can't I not think of this? Oh, oh no, Amy. Stop. Stop. <laughs> ah! Bruce Willis. Come on, Amy. I know. You got it. Um. Five seconds. She's got nothing, Bones. No, my brain is chasing. All I have is I see dead people. The ghost. <laughs> Time. Amy? Ghost. I know that's not it. Eddie? Six cents. That's it. Ugh. Lunchbox? Six cents. That's correct. Next one. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> one, two, Freddy's coming for you. In. All right, here's the clip. No way, dude. Man, I hate awesome. that. I don't like how that makes me feel. Uh, Lunchbox. Nightmare, nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Eddie? <laughs> nightmare on Elm Street. Correct. Woo! What's your favorite scary movie? What? What's your favorite scary movie? Oh. I'm in. Here's the clip. What's your favorite scary movie? Lunchbox, you in? Yeah, I'm in for the win. Eddie, good? Yeah, I'm in. Lunchbox, what you got? Scream. I have Scream. Correct. Didn't they do like a pair? They're coming out with a new one. Well, they've done both. They've done Scary Movie. Scary Movie. Which is a parody of all the scary movies, but they use Scream as like the movie poster. (laughs) But yes, and they're doing another one. All right. Do you want to play a game? Okay. Do you want to play a game? Here's the clip. Hello. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> I'm in with the win. Ah. You seen this, Lunchbox? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen this. You I got have, it? I have a guess. What do you have? Candyman. Lunchbox? Saw. The answer is Saw. No! 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 All right, let's see how many you can get lunch. These are, The rest are yours. Here's Johnny. Here's Johnny. Um, 
Here's the clip. Here's Johnny. Oh, that's uh, Poltergeist. No, it's no, the Shining. It's the Shining, Jack Nicholas. It is the Shining. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholas is a golfer, right? That oh, yeah, sounded yeah. like. Uh, uh, it's like I can see his stupid face. Wow. It, <laughs> it rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. Say it like the guy. Do what? <laughs> you say it like the guy because I don't. It rubbed the lotion on his skin. Says <laughs> it something like that, right? Play the clip, right? It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. I've never heard of that in my life. You know it? Yeah. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Oh. One more. The power of Christ compels you. Whoa. Oh, that's Passion of the Christ. Stop. (laughs) What's wrong with you? Here's the clip. The power of Christ compels you. Yeah, that's the exorcist. exorcist. Yeah. This With guy. this weekend being Halloween, will anyone sit and purposefully watch scary movies? My mm. daughter wants to watch Us. Us? Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, but is that I a, saw that, and I don't like scary movies. But is that okay for? Uh, yeah, yeah. Kids? Wait, is this the guy that Jordan Peele, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're sure, kids? Okay. Yeah. What do I know about kids? I told them all to watch Squid Game. <laughs> I mean, fourteen, not 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 Four, my eleven year old. Yes. Yeah. I the girl like, dating the guy. That's Get in Out. Us? Oh, okay. Oh, that's, get out. that's Get Out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And that one, hey, that's, that's hardcore. That's a dude. good one. Too. It's that, so good, but that's hardcore. Good. See, is because to me that it there's a fine line between thriller and scary movie. Would mm-hmm. you consider Get Out a scary movie? That's a horror yes. movie. Yes, really scary movie. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what about the other one? Us. Us. Also a horror movie. Okay. I like that one. Didn't like it as much, but I like that one. So maybe I do like <laughs> the now version of scary movies. Modern horror. Yeah, because like the old school stuff, Jason, Freddy. Oh, that's scary. I'm stuff. out. But yeah, maybe I'm a more of a modern horror guy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Here's a voicemail from Athena in New Mexico. I was just calling, wondering why is Morgan number two called Morgan number two when all we hear is Morgan number two on the air. Thanks. Be blessed. Great question. Which, by the way, we've slowly just started calling her Morgan. Have you noticed? Yeah, I like it. It comes and goes, but I like Ooh, it. Ooh, are we doing that? I'll start doing it. I'm integrating it slowly. I didn't get that memo. There's no memo. <laughs> <laughs> Lunchbox loves to send a memo. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> memos are important. That's why you don't miss things. Okay. There's, hey, Morgan. There's no, hey. There's no memo, but mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, one of our first executive producers was Morgan number one. She was just Morgan at the time. Then Morgan number two comes in. We had two Morgans working on the same show. It was confusing. We had Morgan number one. We had Morgan number two. Morgan number one left the show and now works for me in another capacity. And so she still exists. So I still have to call them Morgan number one and Morgan number two. So they both still, but that's why she's Morgan number two. I never associated the, the pooping thing with number no. two. No. Never. No, no. I mean, thought about that. Yeah, I literally, because, I know I never did. Yeah, because we knew the number one and the number two. Like it just wasn't in that manner. Yeah. And so, but that's why, but we're slowly getting into just calling her Morgan. But that's that's the history of Morgan number two. Okay. And you would love for number two to be dropped. I would because yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Lunchbox loves to call me Deuce a lot, and oh. I just am really ready for that <laughs> to no longer be a nickname. <laughs> I don't think I can control what he calls you. Though. I know. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So we're all gonna be traveling this weekend at our iHeart Country Festival in Austin, staying in hotels and I read a survey today that said that most people do steal things from hotel rooms, so Lunchbox is not alone. 
But that doesn't make it right. I've been telling you for years, it's okay to do it. That's why they put it there. They want you to take it home with you. Take everything in the hotel room. It's yours. You paid for it. <laughs> Women are more likely to do it than men. And yes, it's more so toiletries and stuff that you are allowed to take. But sometimes Lunchbox thing takes like whole rolls and rolls of toilet paper. If you're allowed to use it, I think you're allowed to take it. It's just that Lunchbox will take a bag and load up on everyone's stuff. He go to everyone's room. Not saying you, it's illegal. It just feels wrong. You know what I also do is I see the maid in the hallway. Hey, can I get an extra couple pairs of toilet paper or a couple of shampoo? Pairs of toilet paper? <laughs> Roll, they come rolls. in twos. Sorry, and I'm thinking twos. And so yeah. they give you that. You take it in your room. Don't even use it. Just put it in your bag. Every day you see them, get a couple extra rolls, get a whole pack. What about pillows? I've never taken pillows because uh, usually hotel pillows aren't that comfortable. I've taken to- plenty of towels. Now, towels? The, now, now, Why the, would you I don't want? know that towels are okay to steal. They're not. You, you said you use it, you can take it. Like you, mm, mm. I did say that, but I meant use it. Well, yeah, you use <laughs> the, the bed. Use the you bed. Yeah, yeah, use the TV. What That's about true. a lamp? <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Thank you, Amy, for that story. I'd like to move on now. I know, just like can't wait to find <laughs> I don't out. I want to argue with him about what he steals and why it's okay. <laughs> what Lunchbox returns <laughs> with after the trip. So there's a 38 year old mother of three. Her name is Rue Powell, and she's starting a new Discovery Plus show called Undercover Underage, where she poses as a 15 year old girl in chat rooms to help catch pedophiles. Her name's Rue Paul. Rue Powell. That was close. Confusing. I thought it was RuPaul, too. R-O-O, RuPaul. Yeah, that's awfully close to... Mm-hmm. That I would think it was RuPaul just saying it. So that, But that's interesting. It's almost like to catch a predator back in the day when he would do that. Yes. But he would really catch them, and then the cops would be there. Do they yeah. do that on this show? But, well, I don't know exactly how it's going to unfold when you watch. It's six episodes. It's a docu-series. Again, it's on Discovery+. Plus, and she is... It's herself, and they use... They do video and lighting and different ways to make her look 15. Oh, so she actually is physically being 15, too. Like, not just typey type. She gets on camera with them. Yeah, they use lighting, image touch-up tricks, and even, you know, communicates through live video with the suspects from a stage bedroom. You know, there are a bunch of dudes right now whose butts are puckered so tight. Yeah. <laughs> because if they've been caught in trouble, they're about to be on as front street as you could possibly be. Good. She's the founder of Safe from Online Sex Abuse, and it's a nonprofit. So yeah, this is something that definitely, if you're a parent, check it out. What's the show called again? It's called Undercover Underage, and it's on Discovery Plus next Tuesday. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, Luke Bryan talked about being able to judge your neighbors based on their Halloween candy. He called out one type of candy specifically as being the worst. Dots. Yeah, here he is talking about it. You can find out a lot about your neighbors by what kind of candy they put out. Well, like full bars of Snicker bars, that's that's what, you know, Reese cups, you know, stuff like that. The old chocolate popcorn ball of stuff, that, that's no good either. So, like dots, you get dots like one time a year and they pull your teeth. Yeah, dots are terrible. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to say that. But also, we can't judge people for not doing full candy bars. That's expensive. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's really cool, though, when you go to that house, but, though. It for sure yeah. is, but we can't judge people for not. I'll <laughs> but, take the little chalk. The little Twix are good. You know, the little of those versions are good. But if you're Luke Bryan, you can judge your neighbors for that. I'll his judge neighbors- Luke if he's not doing that. <laughs> right, exactly. You got $60 million, buddy. <laughs> Just real quick, since we're talking about Halloween candy, I saw that some companies that have marijuana candy are making it look like the packaging of real normal candy, so be aware of that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's your urban <laughs> It's not needles anymore. Now it's weed candy. Okay, thank you, guys. Uh-huh. I'm Amy. That's my file. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. 
There's an employee at the Happy Tales Pet Resort and Spa in Canada, and it's 6.30 in the morning, and she's at work, and she goes out to take the trash out, and she opens the door, and there's a German Shepherd coming in from the parking lot, and he just runs right into the, the spa. And she goes, I know that dog. That's Jim. Jim comes like at least once or twice a month. But so Jim she, wasn't with the human? No, she just walks in at 6.30 in the morning, so she calls Jim's owner and says, hey, I think Jim's at the spa. She goes, oh my gosh, Jim ran away from the backyard and I guess went to the spa. <laughs> the dog That's wanted crazy. a spa day. I, I love it. relate to that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. same, because you like spa days. Sometimes you yeah. show up at the spa. Yeah. And they're like, there's Amy. There's Amy. <laughs> she didn't have a car. She just ran over here. <laughs> wow, that's wild because the family's probably like, where's the dog? Oh, it's 6.30 in the morning, so they probably didn't even know Jem was out. Ran all the way to the dog yeah. spa. I love that the dogs know exactly where they need to go. There are those stories where dogs find their ways, find their way home like 20 miles. It's crazy. Yeah. My dog would never do that. My we, dog gets lost if he's at the neighbor's house. We had a dog when I was a kid, and we ended up selling it. My dad sold it to someone, and they lived on the other side of town. And one night in the backyard, here comes the dog just staying outside the back door. Oh, man. I crazy. That's that dog. Sad. He missed home. He missed wow, home, I know. Yeah. And we kept the dog. That's the good story. Wait, you so you sold him and then you trained him to come back and then you kept the dog and the money? Hey. That is that's <laughs> a scam right there. I don't know if that's exactly that's how That's next it level scamming. <laughs> Shout out to your dad. Yeah, okay, all right. The whole time that he's training the animals. All right, listen. <laughs> that's how we're gonna do it. You're gonna run back home. All right, that's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. Some voicemails left on the line. Here's number one. Hey, Bobby, I'm just listening to today's post-show, and you're talking about the Wisconsin Badger game and them singing Fireflies. Um, I was actually at the game, and that was not planned out at all. And also, we do the jump around at the end of the third quarter, not the beginning of the game. And yes, it was measured on the Richter scale. Two things. One, for those that don't know, this is the song Fireflies by Al City. I'd like to make myself believe. They played this inside the stadium, and I thought it was so cool. The whole crowd kept singing after it was over that I thought, dang, is this rehearsed? Do they do, they do this every game? Here's the clip. song from that long ago that wasn't even number one can be known by everybody in the stadium? Amazing. That was amazing to me. Secondly, they jumped around at the first game of this year, the Wisconsin game, before the game started. And that's what I was talking about. They jumped around because they're like, hey, we're back. We have a full stadium. And it was awesome. So uh, I don't know when you guys do it normally. But what I was referencing was the first game of the season this year when they came back. But that and the Iowa wave, a lot of people were shocked by that. People didn't know. The wave to the children's hospital? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, this is the kind of football content I need. It's the greatest pregame ritual in college football. Yeah. Where the Iowa fans, players, everyone turns and looks at the children's hospital because it goes over the stadium and they wave at the stadium. It's awesome. It. And second would be running through the A at Arkansas. And don't what? argue with me. Don't uh, yes, at me. Or I'm going to leave that there. <laughs> what does that do for kids? Well, it's not for kids. It's for me. I'm like, oh. yeah. Some kids smile. That That's kid. true. This big kid does. <laughs> uh, here is a message from Darnell. This message is for Ray, BET Awards. If Ray goes, he has to stop at a restaurant in Harlem called Sylvia's. It's a soul food restaurant, but it's one of the best in the nation. And he would definitely love it. All right, peace. We're trying to get Ray credentialed to go and cover the Soul Train Awards on BET and to be a correspondent, right? Yep. Still no update? Nothing yet. Okay. But Sylvia's, that'd be awesome. Here's one more voicemail. Good morning, studio. First off, I want to say how much I love you guys and how 
great. You make my day every day. But I was just wondering what your favorite gas station snack is. So, like mine, every time my boyfriend and I go to a gas station, I always tell him to get me something sweet. He runs in. That normally always means grab me a bag of Sour Patch Kids. That's my gas station guilty pleasure. What's yours? What is yours? Oh, I love peanut M&M's. I get them at the gas station all the time. I like Big League Chew. It's really Ooh, the, only, it's... the only place I get Big League Chews at the gas station on a road trip. Pretty mm-hmm. rare. And then I like almonds with chocolate on them. Just in that random bag, because all those companies make a random... <laughs> yes. Sometimes I'll even go down and buy those foam peanuts that you eat that you never eat unless you're at... <laughs> oh, disgusting. Those I know. orange ones? I know, I know. Those big, they're, they're fluffy... Pink. Yeah, they're pink, oh, though, right? Oh, orange I think that that's your vision thing. Uh, yeah. they're, they're orange. Yeah, so I would go Big League Chew and... and Honestly, like chocolate covered almonds, but then I'll get those. I'll be like, dang, I haven't seen those in a while. Let me get those. And every time I hate them. <laughs> but then I still go back and see them again and get them. I don't even know what they taste like. All right, let's go over to Amy and get the morning corny. The morning corny. Why didn't the zombie go to school? Why didn't the zombie go to school? He felt rotten. <laughs> well, this is the last Halloween joke, huh? Yeah. That yeah. was it? That was it. There it what? is. Amy, cool. jo- Halloween jokes. We did it. We did it. That was the morning corny. The Friday morning conversation with Cole Swindell. What's up, dude? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing pretty good. Congrats on your 10th number one. Come on, this guy's double digits now. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, brother. So when you hit 10 number ones, does your rate go up when you play live shows? Like, do you make a little more money or no? I I, I need to check on that. I hope so. But uh, I'm not exactly sure. What do you play first now that you have 10 number ones? What do you play first whenever you hop out and you do a whole set? Man, that's always been interesting to me, trying to figure out what to start the show with. But I, you know, the whole Thomas Rhett tour, we opened up with a single Saturday night. So, Is that still the plan? or is Because that was a new song back then. Right, it was different. Yeah, it was definitely different. You know, we, uh, you know, there were different options, but I feel like we had... Uh, opened up with a lot of the other singles, and we just figured we'd hit them with the the new one. And it's that that will probably change in the future. We just did that for a couple months. So I was thinking about you because you're a lifelong Braves fan, and you have been oh, yeah. you've been claiming Braves since before claiming <laughs> Braves was trendy. And as someone yeah. who likes teams that rarely win, like I was proud for you. <laughs> I'm proud for well, you right you. now. How you feeling right now? Man, I, I feel great. Man, I got to go out to uh, L.A. Uh, catch three games, Braves Dodgers. That was an amazing experience. And then actually, uh, after this weekend, Saturday night, we're heading to Atlanta for the game Sunday. So, if the Braves win, do you get a Braves <laughs> tattoo? Oh my gosh! Are you putting me on the spot? I'm I, mean, I might ju- have to, man. I'm just asking. I mean, I have different I tattoos for different things. I wonder if it means that much to you, or are you just kind of a casual fan? No, I'm <laughs> I'm definitely not a, a casual fan, but I you know, I I've yet to get a tattoo. So oh, yeah. I've always wanted it to to mean something and the Braves uh the Braves certainly mean a lot to me, a lot of memories with my dad and stuff like that. So hopefully uh if they win I'll I'll definitely think about it. I saw you with Andre three thousand from Outcast. That like standing Dude. outside the dugout. How cool was that? Man, that was awesome. I mean, you know, you you've obviously been out in LA a lot. I mean, you never know who you're gonna run into and we had some pretty sweet seats down there and just to sit next to such a you know influence i mean i've loved outcasts my whole life just like everybody else and just to talk to him and get the cheer on the braves was awesome the night before miles teller jason bateman uh will arnett they were all sitting on the same road so it's pretty pretty crazy experience 
Right now, Cole Swindell is on with us. I do want to ask, because now you're an Instagram official with your girlfriend. You look pretty happy out there on the road. You're posting the pictures. Yeah. How did you guys meet? Man, we met several years ago, actually. Uh, at uh, You know, I'm a big NASCAR fan, and she works with Monster. And I, uh, you know, we just kind of met and just exchanged numbers and kept in touch over the years. But it never, never was anything, you know, just kind of a friend's uh randomly saw her here and there but we the video kind of changed everything you know and you're talking about a video she's in your some habits music video was there like a, a re-spark when you guys did that together or was it already kind of sparking and that's why you put her in the video that's you know i think a little bit of both we had been you know texting a lot keeping in touch and we were like two nights before the video shoot and i reached out and i said i think i should have an input on who's in this video right so my management sent me a list of the, the talent that uh, was available for it. And I said, what if, I mean, can I put who I want to in it? And they were like, uh, sure. And so we I flew her in and put her in the video. And that was kind of like our first date, you know. And now it's, uh, you know, we're, we're going strong, man. It's, I'm, I'm happy and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Baller move. Video move, yeah. Uh, Cole Swindell on. He's also playing at our iHeart Country Festival this weekend. There's a lot of big artists. Have you ever spent any time with Toby Keith? Because he's also playing the festival. Do you know him at all? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Toby's a big, you know, golfer and stuff too. We've we've been on a couple shows together. I got to sing beer for my horses with him um, in downtown Nashville one time and just I've been around him a few times. He's a cool guy, and just a, he's pretty funny, too. Of all the acts that are playing, uh, those with the name Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots in their name, which band is your favorite? Uh, definitely uh, Bobby Bones and the Raging Idiots. Yeah, Idiot. it's a tough <laughs> question. Yeah, yeah. It's good. All right. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see this lineup, man. It's, uh, I've only, I think, done the festival once a few years back, so it's going to be good to get back to Austin. All right, you got to show me around. Uh, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> in the free time? It's got to be before noon, right? Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty like busy. Lamb. I'll be honest, Cole. I'm pretty busy out there. Uh, uh, Cole Swindell is on with us, you guys. Follow him at Cole Swindell. By the way, his current single is Some Habits. Uh, the, the single Saturday night, his last number one. He's playing the iHeart Country Festival presented by Capital One. You guys can watch it at livebylive.com or listen on iHeartRadio. If you want to get tickets, texasboxoffice.com. Now, we talked about the 10 number ones at the beginning of the interview. I'm going to play... Name any of the number ones. I'm going to play that song right now. Which one would you like me to play, Cole? I mean, since I'm not single anymore, let's do single Saturday night. All right, there he is, Cole Swindell. We will see him tomorrow night in Austin, Texas, playing our iHeart Country Festival. There he is, Cole Swindell, everybody. All right, Cole, good to talk to you, bud. See you later. Thanks, brother. See you all later. So I went to get an MRI on my wrist, and my wrist has been killing me for probably four months. And I just kept resting it, and I put it in a splint for a while. And you guys saw me come in, had the big black thing on my arm. Yep. Finally couldn't take it anymore. I go in, and you lay there for 40 minutes, and my arm's above my head, and they put it in a box. And it's uncomfortable just to hold it in the place where they want me to hold it, but they got to get all the angles. And it's... And MRI is really uncomfortable. Finish it. Go home. Got an email last night with my results. And? I have a cyst on my wrist. That's, a cyst? What? That's mm. kind of scary. Do they have to remove it? Well, possibly. 30% of them heal on their own. 70% either they have to remove it through surgery. They have to drain it with a needle. There are things that they have to do. But a little bit of me is grateful that they found what was wrong because with my stomach right now, my digestive issues, I went and had a colonoscopy and an endoscopy and they went, all good. 
Yeah. So I don't know what that is yet. So I'm grateful they found something in my wrist. So I have a cyst on my wrist. What wow. causes that? I don't know. But it's on, if you're holding your arm straight out, it's on the outside part of my wrist. And anytime I bend it forward or backward, not side to side so much, but forward or backward just kills me. But hopefully it's no surgery or anything like that. Wow. Yeah. But did that. So, you know, there's an update there. Um, I On my phone, another thing I'm doing is I now have my red receipts on. Hmm, if I noticed that. When you text me. I'm shocked. In fact, I was like, this has to be a mistake because sometimes you can like put things on and I don't know. And I thought in all my years of knowing Bobby, I've never noticed this about him. Why am I just now noticing this? It must be a mistake. Well, so now if you text me, you'll see when I read it. Why would you do such a thing? That's a great question. Hmm. I get a lot of texts after I go to sleep and I go to sleep really early because I wake up really early. So if I get a text after 9 p.m., I'll look at it at four in the morning and they go like, well, I can't respond right now because... They won't be awake, and it'll wake them up. Yes. And then I'll just forget to text people back. Yeah, it sucks. So I put that. That, for me, is my way of going, well, it's been read. You now must respond immediately. Accountability. Sometimes I don't even look at them until the morning oh. or till after the show. But it's just I know that they see that I saw it, so I've got to respond. That's smart. Wow. Some people do that batching with their texts. Have you heard of that? I don't know you, what that is. You batch your calendar, so you you do batching. Like I only I I only cover my emails from one to two p.m. But you sit there and you knock out every email possible, but then you don't revisit it till your next email slot. Yeah, I don't do that. I've I know some things that are too time sensitive. Just an example. Yeah. And then with text messages, same thing. They have their where they go through and they literally respond to every text message. But that's their window to do it. That way they don't get caught like. It kind of keeps you from pinging all over the place and not getting as much done. Which is why I do red receipts now. No. Yeah, have you noticed it, Eddie? No, I have not noticed that. Oh, I I noticed it right away and couldn't believe it. It almost feels like you know something you shouldn't know. <laughs> yes. like Because I- you know that person's got their phone right then. And so since I do that, right, it's all about accountability. I owe you a text message back because you saw that I read that text message. Yeah, but do not read that thing and then wait two hours to text me back because no, I'm going to be real I'll, I'll leave you on red. Don't worry. <laughs> but he's not. Go- just because he read it doesn't mean he has to reply to you. It has to be a question. That's true. And this is often oh, good point. a question in our home. This is, is why, why I don't respond to things that Caitlin says. And I'm like, because you say it, you don't ask it. Sometimes she will just lay out an opinion. And I'm like, okay, cool. She's like, what is your response? You didn't ask a question. <laughs> Sometimes now, just because I make a statement, but I add a question mark. Oh. Hoping that I get a response. <laughs> That's how you are. I don't answer a question that hasn't been asked. Right. But we've but talked sometimes about there's, this. It's convers- sometimes it's engagement. It's like, oh, maybe it still deserves a response, but just because it wasn't in the form of a question. We were talking about something the other night at home. I'm not sure what it was. Dinner or something. She didn't ask me a question and I didn't answer. And she was like, well, what do you think about that? I was like, well, you didn't ask me. Otherwise, I'll just go with what you say. You're smarter than I am. I'll just, I'll follow along. Yeah. And so that tends to be what I do. Unless you ask, I just kind of am along I mean, for the ride. Yeah, everyone has different communication styles. My so. kids do the same thing. Like, I was like, you did not respond to me. You didn't ask me a question. It's so weird. Why do you guys think that way? Maybe Bobby's stuck in that, like, eight-year-old. Dang, dude. I'm not eight. <laughs> I just feel, I don't, once I get off the show, I got nothing to say. And if you don't ask me, I don't say it. <laughs> I say everything I need to say in this, this five-hour block. You know what else I was doing was I was explaining to Caitlin how a pager works. Oh. Because we have, she, I'm 11 years and nine months older than her. So we have like this period of time where she was like 16 and I was like 26, 27, that we kind of experienced the same pop culture. Like her teenage years, my 
you know, mid-20s years. But we were watching impeachment about Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton, and they were using pagers. And she was like, explain that to me. Like, she was like, she just missed the pager phase. And, I, and she was like, could you call someone from a pager? I was like, no, you couldn't. She was like, could they write a message in it? I was like, no, unless it was a super fancy one, you just yeah. saw the phone number. Well, you could send codes, though. And I said, I explained to her what 911 and 119 meant mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. And so she missed the pager phase. And she was like, did you have a pager? I was like, yeah. And she started laughing. So I was just like, why? <laughs> well, because that's how we communicated. Well, I didn't need one. I was yeah, 19 or 20. I was lame, but I had one for sure. <laughs> oh, I had one in eighth grade. Oh, I never got one until late teens. Oh, well, I was definitely not needed. And I was lame. And many of my sister's older friends asked if I was a drug dealer. Morgan, did you ever have a pager? I didn't, but my mom did. Yeah. <laughs> you could um, do certain numbers and then flip it upside down and it would spell a word. Boobs. Boobs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 8008. Boobs. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, when, if we listen to like, if we're flipping channels or, or one satellite, like the 2000s, late 90s or 2000s country channel, we both know all the words to all the songs. <laughs> because that's like her vibe when she was teens, late teens, and I was in like mid-20s. Other than that, you know, we definitely <laughs> got nothing we in miss, common. <laughs> we miss, like the Nirvana stage, you know, that, that she, that's not her, her, and me with the Bieber stuff, yeah. you know, for the most part, not really the thing. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. So there's an older guy named Virgil, and he goes to this church in Tennessee. He was also a Vietnam veteran. And he's struggling because his house, full of debris, holes in the roof, no running water. His only source of income is his Social Security check. And so he can't actually make improvements to his house because he's got to use that check on just food and paying the light bill. So a bunch of the church members got together. They have put in this group, Love in Action. They started a GoFundMe. They've raised over $17,000, and they're already rebuilding Virgil's house from the inside out. Oh, that's amazing. But Virgil always showed up at church and Mm -hmm. always gave. Even though he didn't have the money to fix his house, he always gave at church. And they were like, man, if he's given to us, why can't we go and give back to him? That's the lesson. And that, yes, that is how the Lord is taking care of him and providing. Virgil, shout out, buddy. I don't know if you listen to this. It's pretty. And the whole church. The church is the Luminary Methodist Church in 10 Mile, Tennessee. Helping Virgil right now. Very cool. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, everybody? Let me grab this call from Donna in Tennessee. Donna, you're on the Bobby Bones Show. What's going on? Hi, Bobby. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Um, okay, I'm. this has come up at work a few times, and I'm hoping you maybe can reach out and get some answers for me if you don't already have them. Why do people wear a mask in their car when they're by themselves? Well, I've also I mean, done this I- because I've had it on all day, and you for, kind of forget the mask is on. There's no reason to wear a mask by yourself in the car. This was happening a lot really early pandemic where I think people just thought they were breathing the oxygen around them and they could get it. Yeah. But now I can see where people work all day, especially in the medical field, and not realize that the mask is still on their face. There are times where I've had to wear it all day for shooting something, and then I just get in the car and I'm driving home and I'm like, oh, crap, my mask is still on. So mostly that. I've also heard there's people that work for food delivery companies and they keep it on if they have someone's food in the car. That's a good one too because they will pull up and drop off yeah. Uber Eats, and they'll have masks on as well, That's going, hey, stuff. we don't want to... It could also maybe be policy there. Maybe, yeah. Not sure. If you are delivering food, keep it on. Yeah, so there are actually a lot of reasons other than, look at that idiot in the car wearing a mask, <laughs> which is where everybody wants to hop to. 
Uh, mostly, I've been the idiot if I just forget to take it off because I'm. It just starts to be a part of your face. Yeah. Where it feels like that. But uh, thank you for the call, Donna. Appreciate that. Let's go over now and do the news. Bobby's big stories. You may have heard that Facebook has been rebranded. Everybody heard that? Yep. Yeah. It's called Meta. But here's the thing. Facebook's not changing its name. Instagram's not changing its name. And WhatsApp, not changing its name. Those three things are owned by Facebook. That's the thing. The overarching company. Ah. The umbrella. Mm-hmm. So the relaunching of the company Facebook is called Meta. It really won't affect anything we do. They're just trying to change their image a little bit. Because let's face it. When you say Facebook, you think lame, old. Let's not trust Toxic. them. Yeah. Negative. Yeah. It's completely negative thought. Yeah. Where when you think about Instagram, not as bad, even though it's owned by Facebook. Actually owned by Meta. Meta. No. no. So if you hear that Facebook is changing its name, the actual app isn't. It's just the company that owns Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp is now changing its name. Yeah, because they still exist. It's not like we'll all be, because then it'd be confusing if we're like, I'm going to get on my Meta app, and it's like, oh, which one? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go get on Meta and read all the terrible things people are saying about me. Hold on, guys. (laughs) Oh, that's Facebook. Got it. Uh, Boys breaking the internet after his name was revealed. Now, this kid is not from America, but... His name is A B C D E F G H I J K Zuzu. What? Why? Why would they do that? He's from Indonesia. Okay. Again, I don't know how you would say it though. Absikadif, Gajik, Zuzu. Mike, do you know how they say it or do they say it like A B C D E F G? I don't know how they say it. I mean, the twelve-year-old student's name is indeed the first eleven alphabet letters of the English language. Wow. How do we not know about this until now? He's 12. <laughs> 12 years. <laughs> the discovery was made when the student took part in a vaccination drive by local police. In case you're confused, there is a space between the F and the G. So I guess A, B, C, D, E, F is his first name. G, H, I, J, K is his middle name. And then his real last name is Zuzu. They missed the best part, Elemento. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They could have just did Elemento as a <laughs> word. <Elemento> Zuzu. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's a real name. A wife was arrested for defrauding her own husband of hundreds of thousands of dollars by convincing him that he had Alzheimer's disease. This is oh crazy. My gosh. Donna Marino, 63, is accused of forging her husband's signature on legal documents, pension checks, monetary settlements, and social security checks. In all, police say that she defrauded him of over $600,000 over 20 years, but she had convinced him that he was sick, so he gave her all power to make decisions on the paperwork, the money. That's wild. I mean, and there's, yeah, there's things she could do to manipulate it to make him think that he was losing his memory. I, we have, we know someone that happened to not a, a spouse, but a, a, a an employee, like was stealing money from the per, uh, the person. And I, I know this person. Well, yeah, I'll tell you off air because it's I I don't want to air her laundry. But if someone that worked for her and would almost convince her, like she went to the doctor oh, yeah. to see if she had medical issues in her brain because she wasn't remembering certain things, and it was this person's way of completely just gaslighting the situation and stealing money. Guys, I feel like my wife could do this to me. I forget everything. She, or like, have I, you forgotten nothing and she just makes oh, you think you forget maybe, everything? Yeah. Maybe. She well, t- that's what happened here. All the time she tells me, she's like, I've already told you that three times. I'm like, no, you haven't. Another passenger has found themselves duct taped to an airplane seat. A male passenger on an American Airlines flight from New York to uh-huh. California was asked by a female flight attendant, here we go, to put your mask on for the flight. Oh, my gosh. Which led to the argument. Allegedly, the fight led to the man punching the female flight attendant twice in the face. I mean... That's the kind of, but that's the same kind of dude. Yes. Yeah. All yes. the way around. This is the same kind of dude. Now he's on a no-fly list, right? The flight, just for this one airline, though. They don't have a shared list. Yeah, oh. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. He can still go to Southwest if he wants. <laughs> Punch another female flight again. attendant in the face there. Yeah. 
The flight crew surrounded the man and duct taped him to the seat while the plane diverted to Denver. The duct taping to the seat's fun. The diverting would really irritate no, the crap out of me. That's awful for people. Law enforcement duct- waited to arrest him. Assaulting a flight attendant is a felony, and the airline says they intend to prosecute the man. Good. What, Eddie? Is the duct tape on there already, or do people have to bring that with them? I'm sure they have it. No, okay. I think that, yes. Now it's it on every, all standard. flight attendants' hip pockets now. <laughs> yeah. they're, well, tr- they're training with it. Because we're flying this weekend, and I was like, should I take duct tape with us just in case? Yes, take duct tape okay. and see what happens. <laughs> Let's go over to Alberta in New York. Alberta, thank you for calling the show. What's going on? Hey, morning show. Yeah, um, the, the caller that was talking about the face mask, um... Sometimes I wear mine just when I'm going from store to store because I don't want to take it off, take it on again. But then when all the things you was popping up on Facebook about people wearing their masks, it drives me crazy. So I started wearing mine home just to drive people crazy because I was wearing the mask. <laughs> oh, you were doing it just to be funny and annoy people. Uh, hey, whatever works. Yeah. I, I just have, you know, caught myself like, oh, I'm still driving my mask on. Ugh. But I do yeah, violently take thing, it off I when, I, when I get to my car. Uh, a dating game for Abby. You know, over the years, we have tried different dating style things for different people on the show. It's never quite worked. And we've been doing this show now, or at least I have in some form, for almost 20 years. Holy moly. And it, the dating thing has never worked, and it's almost ended in a couple murders. So I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, those are been some crazy people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Abby, just a quick update. Have you spoken to the firefighter at all this week? Uh, yes, I have actually. <laughs> he huh. he texted me yesterday, <sighs> out of nowhere. And he was like, "I do, oh man." He's like, "I don't feel like there was any closure after our conversation." Like, and I'm like, "I don't know what kind of closure you want." <sighs> I just oh. So are you reinterested? Well, he's just like, I think we could be friends and and all that. But why? So. You don't. You don't need him. As That's a what I was wondering. I was just like, I'm not sure why you want to keep talking to me. We don't even live in the same state. You know, I just, I'm, I don't understand why. He was like, well, do we had f- fun. But do you talking. feel like he deceived you? He is still so adamant or whatever that he was, that it was a complete accident. That he blocked you on Instagram. Well, that's still, that's kind of just avoided now. That's never really the talk on that. I still don't know about that. I but. would recommend you not date him. And what you about not friends? talk with him because he will not give you the answers that you need to feel like you can trust him. But hey, you're an adult, smart woman, Abby. You do what you need to do. But I would say veer from that, okay? He said he would FaceTime from his house next time. <laughs> um, all right, Abby. Thank you. Good luck. Okay, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Uh, let's go over and talk to John in Austin. Hey, John, you're on the show. What's going on? Hey, studio. How you doing? Good. Good, good, good. What's going on? Hey, uh, yeah, so I was, uh, in regards to that question about the uh, why people wear a uh, face mask in the uh, car and at odd places, I wear it because uh, of allergies. Uh, I get them uh, pretty bad uh, on certain days. Like, uh, it's been windy real bad here in Austin right uh, lately, uh, the last couple of days. And I'll wear the mask uh, because it, it'll keep me from sneezing profusely, you know? Oh, wow. And it helps a lot. Yeah. I used to wear masks on airplanes before the pandemic. People Ooh. thought I was bonkers way before and people wouldn't even sit by me and i was like see i told you this is why you should wear a mask <laughs> i thought you were bonkers yeah it was awesome <laughs> now i'm just another person uh john appreciate you i think the caller was trying to show that people are dumb wearing masks in their car and i guess the point here is don't judge people for what they're doing it could be allergies it could be they have a food delivery it could be they're me and they forget like let people live there's no reason to point and laugh and make fun of folks all right john have a good day
He dropped off. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Halloween's this weekend. Speaking of masks, are your kids, they going, one of them going as Spider-Man? What's the final verdict, no, 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 Eddie? No, no, they're all going as Spider-Man. I'm so disappointed in my kids. Not one of them has an original idea to be something cool. I'm just waiting for the year bones for one of them to have like a, a cutoff head and blood all over the shirt. But they just want to be Spider-Man, and all four of them are going to be Spider-Man. You're going to have four Spider-Men? Yes, it's ridiculous. That's cute. I mean, is it? Like, yeah. I just I just want them to have individuality, you know? And here they're just like, I feel like one of them said, I'm going to be Spider-Man. And the other three went, yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. We'll do that too. Isn't it cool they all get along so well, though, that they can all be Spider-Man? Why do you always have to come up with a bright side? Well, well yeah, it's because- just like you have a 13-year-old, uh, two others that are like, Six, seven, eight, whatever. How old they yeah, are? Yeah, six, six, seven, six, eight, and then two. They all get along. They're pretty cool. They do, and I guess whatever the thirteen-year-old does, they all look look up to it. So I guess you're right. I'm surprised your thirteen-year-old wants to dress up. Yeah. I know. To me, that's the most surprising. I feel like just knowing his personality, he's going to be dressing up till the day he dies. He loves Halloween. And they're all in the same Spider-Man costume, or do you have to buy different ones? No, they're all different kinds. Like some of them are like from different movies. Yeah, that's my yeah, that's my question. Like one yeah. of them's like Miles Morales or something, but yeah, they're all well, different versions. Well, there you versions. go. They're so individual. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> all right, everybody have a happy, safe Halloween. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from England. A man was busted going 136 miles an hour in a 65-mile-an-hour zone. He Dang. got pulled over, and the cops are like, what are you doing? He's like, hey, it ain't my fault. I got, I got gas, and they must have put super fuel in my oh, car. Was that true? <laughs> That's the real expensive one. <laughs> you know the cop has a snicker at that. Yeah. Have you seen the TikTok videos where... Mostly it's teenage and young 20s females calling their dads going, hey, I went to get my car fixed, and they, they said my tires were low. And they put in premium air, and it was 100 bucks into my tires. And the dads flip out. The one I saw the other day, the dad's like, what's the name of the place? And she's like, well, I have to look it up. What's the name of the place? I'm going there right now. Premium air. Yeah, another one's premium air and super premium gas. And then premium uh, washer, washer fluid. fluid. We talked yeah. about that one. Yeah, Hilarious. So, funny. so what happens with that? I assume with that guy, they arrest him. They arrest him. It looks like his license is going to be suspended. Mm. Yeah. All because of the super fuel. They probably took his car too, right? Yeah, yeah. They tow it, but I don't know if he gets it back or. But they impound it right then. Yeah. All right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Let's flashback Friday to the year 2002. Flashback Friday. In 2002. I was graduating college, walked across that stage, got that diploma, had the cords on my gown. What are those for? Honor graduate, highest grade on my senior thesis. Oh, I didn't have a cord. Yeah, no cords for me either. Oh, I was corded up. Three cords and the truth, (laughs) what I say about my graduation. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, The biggest country song on this day in 2002, These Days from Rascal Flatts. The biggest pop song, and I couldn't play this song enough on the radio. I'd been in radio four years at this point, but when Eminem Lose Yourself came out, I could not play it enough. Really? I could play it every other song. Oh, oh yeah, it was great. Yeah. Thought it was the greatest song ever. And the biggest thing in pop culture, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey of 98 Degrees got married, and country singer Neil McCoy performed at the wedding reception. Oh, wow. Here is the couple's first dance. She gave me love, 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 love
After less than four years, they filed for divorce, <laughs> citing irreconcilable differences. Yeah, yeah I mean, happens. gosh, that show was so crazy at Is the time. Is that where she did we, the tuna fish one? Yeah. Okay. I never watched the show. Oh, I did. I was obsessed yeah. with it. It was crazy. I mean, it was like everyone that I was friends with was obsessed with it. It was kind of the first of its kind, doing that whole newlywed married reality What was thing. that called? Nick and no newlyweds newlyweds <laughs> okay <laughs> all right that's flashback Friday for 2002 thank you flashback Friday we are off to Austin Texas iHeart Country Festival is this weekend it's tomorrow night actually you can watch at livexlive.com and so many superstars Blake Shelton Toby Keith Jake Owen Carly Pierce Little Big Town I could go on and on uh, but also Eddie and I the Raging Idiots are playing a couple songs. And we're just going to tell you right now, if you're there, we're going to sing Hobby Lobby Bobby. And we need you to sing along because everybody else has hits people sing to. Oh, yeah. When we sing, it's like you can hear crickets and pin drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they don't know the words and I get it. It's yeah. not a big song. But so so you're going to play it now? No, I uh, played it oh, earlier. Oh. But you can go back and stream it and find it. Well, Good. yes. And then you can practice Study. It. Yeah, practice at home tonight. <laughs> yes. So, but we're going to be playing too. But the, the cool thing for us is we're bringing out a guy, Josh, who, we, who I found on TikTok singing at the car wash. So he's going to get to perform to an arena tomorrow night. So you can watch that, livebylive.com. If you're in Texas and you want to come, all you have to do is go to texasboxoffice.com to get tickets. And that's it. We will see you on Monday. I'm sure we'll have stories. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show.